Welcome back to Pastor Plex Podcast, recording from Austin, Texas, where we talk about faith, culture, and everything in between. Kind of got a little tongue-tied there. Uh, I'm so glad that all of you are with us. I'm Pastor Plex. I've got Katie Sass in studio with me. Howdy. And I've got <laughs> Pastor Joseph Aiken III with me. What's going on? Oh uh, Man, Pastor Joseph, you had an incredible sermon yesterday. I was so proud of. I was so excited um, to be a part of the audience on that. And um, first off, let's talk about the bumper video. <laughs> um, Cody Sparks designed that, and and he is a country music star, and so you that kind of came out, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes, definitely was some banjoing, if that's a word, uh, going on, and it, it kind of. So I heard it the first service. It was accentuated second service. Second service, everyone got real quiet before <laughs> I started. Did you do something to make everyone quiet? I don't understand why that happened. Well, when it came on, I kind of raised my eyebrows. <laughs> Because everyone was staring at Joseph, this big mm-hmm. black guy with the it's banjo little, music kind of contradictory. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, some, hey, listen, some people like country. You yeah. know, some some this was like Appalachian. Yeah, and so it just kind of, <laughs> I think it threw everyone off. Yeah, and this is the, a new series, and so you're starting off, and everyone's looking at Joseph like, oh, so this is how you roll, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I didn't do it. Oh, it was, shocked me too. That you was know? so. It was great. That no, was good. I so enjoyed that, and it 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 really made my day. Yeah, it was perfect. Um, okay, perfect. so let's talk about w- w- the series is called Community, and um, the heart behind it is obviously that we are, we're a community church, and that doesn't mean that just that we're a part for the local community, but that we believe in the concept of community. So talk to me about really um, what the big idea you were trying to get across and why maybe people resist it. Uh, The big idea was to respond in prayer, that we have to be a praying community. We have to constantly respond in prayer. If we're not responding in prayer, we're responding in us right. in our first, our first response is how we will respond. And so respond to what? That might be the better um, question. Respond to friction, I would say. That, conflict, that maybe. Conflict mm-hmm. came up. Uh, people, it could be in a marriage, it could be on your job, it could be at the church, mm-hmm. it could be wherever. But what happens is I put that our response, if we're not responding in prayer, if we're not being prayerful, we, we rely on us. Our ambitions, our arrogance tends to come out because we think we got us here. Yeah. And then our selfishness, self-absorbedness is, was another one of the examples I brought up where we become egotistical, we make it about us, we're not worried about everyone else, so we can see our brother, our someone in our community suffering, and we're like, eh, that's fine, they're going to do them, I'm going to do me. Mm-hmm. You know, I made it this far by myself, so you need to learn how to make it or go further and get out of this on your own. And and how you take someone like Moses, who got over 250 people yapping at him and talking noise, and he's like, you know what? Let me follow my face. Yeah. And, and we see this, and just this chapter alone happened three times, but it was happening all through numbers. He responded in prayer. He he sought God. And so responding in prayer, so, so you don't just react out of uh, how you in the flesh, how you in your sinful nature, how you would respond. Uh, when you respond in prayer, it's like, okay, God, what do you want me to do with this? God, what? How do you want me to say this? How do you want me to approach this situation? So, yeah, I, I, I think you had three things: Am- ambition, uh, arrogance, and self-absorbedness. Self-absorbedness. I, for me, I, I, when I thought that, you know, and this took a lot of reflection because uh, I was like, arrogance. That, that, that's the thing that kind of came up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
specifically, hopefully my wife will listen to this, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I had the kids, uh, Adrian went and spoke at a, uh, a women's retreat in Pennsylvania this weekend. So I had the kids from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, and I put them down Sunday and she came home Sunday night and there was this like, you know, I can do this. Like I am. <laughs> I am like pretty much stay at home dad. Well, there's nothing champion. wrong with having confidence. Sure, but your... there was a part that I think that what I started to realize there's a tendency in me to kind of go, now what can when what can I go and do to leave her with the kids for four days? Because <laughs> <laughs> I had some bad thoughts. So I think I think uh, arrogance kind of got you know that's where you know I think I said this in a sermon a couple weeks ago where I was like nobody sits mm. around and goes like. You know, I have the sin of pride. I just think I'm just better than you, uh, and I, I could. I literally found myself thinking, like, I'm doing this parenting thing amazing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see what all the complaining is about. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to hear any more whining. So uh, that's mm. kind of that went through my head, and it probably was not good. Uh, I probably should have shared that out loud. I mean, maybe now Adrian will start listening to this, and then we'll have like my deepest confession will be here. Uh, but yeah, no. For me, it's arrogance. What about you, Katie? Uh, ambition, arrogance. Self-absorption. Oh, man. I don't know what mine falls under. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit of arrogance, but I thought of parenting. So maybe y'all can like help me figure out which sure, one this is. Right. But I thought of parenting. and It's well, interesting you and I both went to the parenting thing. I wonder why yeah. that is. Well, I mean, mainly because I've been like struggling as a parent for like the last few months. But I, first off, I do just want to say that sage green is your color. Oh yeah, sage green. You really <laughs> rocked that color, and I you had your that. gray denim and your. Well, it wasn't quite sage green shoes. It was kind of oh, like a mix yeah, between like olive. Olive. It olive. It was like an olive so you drab were, you army were, look. Yeah, so it was kind of like monochromatic with like the different families of green with the gray. So you brought it together with the neutral, just. I just wanted you to know. I mean, I, not that you don't know that you already have great style, but I just wanted to, you know. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. I, I never get any of that love right there. Just, I remember your boots. My boots. I, did, I got a lot of criticism for my boots. I remember that. So I might have to like have like run my uh, fashion closet by Katie next time. All right, go ahead. Sorry, Katie. So, well, no, I mean, I was thinking of parenting and the yeah. last, the last few months, I've been just on the struggle bus with Ava and like, it's just toddlers are hard. You're in that and, hard age though. And I'm trying to figure out discipline, like How discipline. She? She's uh, 21 months. Yeah. <laughs> so she's not even two yet. Um, and I know, I know deep down she's learning, she's exploring, she's curious. She's, she's sinning. She, <laughs> <laughs> like she's being her age. Right. Like, she she's not trying to ruin my life she's not trying to but it's it's kind of like when you go to those those places in your head where you're not leaning on god you're not leaning on the holy spirit and you're you're responding out of you the flesh the flesh and so i have I've yelled at her a lot over the last couple months. I've like how's that gone? Scre- it's terribly. <laughs> um, like she doesn't want to sit in her in her car seat, and so it, when she doesn't want to sit in her car seat, she just stands there and holds on to the the like 
the railing as tight as she can and smiles like she's she knows she needs to sit down and so i in my i'm bigger than you i'm stronger than you i'm gonna shove you into this thing whether you like it or not yeah and and I don't try anything else. I don't I I'm just like I'm pissed off. You you're going to sit in this freaking seat. You're going to sit here. So and I don't know if anyone has ever tried to like manhandle and force a toddler to do anything. But it's a lot like if you were to grab a lion by the throat and hope it doesn't eat you alive. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like that situation where you're like, I'm going to manhandle and force this tiny human into this car seat or into doing anything. I kind of call and it like it, half I, roping. I'm, I it's really? Like a, it's like a three-second skill. So, Chris, would you say this is self-absorbed? It um, might be. Yeah. <laughs> it might be self-absorbed because I used to make fun of – so here's my mm. thing. Oh, I used to make fun of all the, like, gentle parenting techniques and, like, all of the, you know, be a peaceful, calm parent where, like, I didn't grow up with a peaceful, calm parent. It's like – we got screamed at. We got spanked. We got. And you turned out like, perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any childhood issues at all. And so, and so I'm sitting here the last the last like week or so. And Ava has been hitting and shoving, and like she'll scream back at me. And so then I'm in this freaking battle with this not even two feet tall person who refuses to listen. She refused, and I'm just like, I would have, it was actually really terrible. It's This is like the not so good part. I would have thoughts about, I hate motherhood. I don't know why I did this. I don't know why people do this. And so I'm sitting there going- You and Adrian have a lot of the same thoughts. I. <laughs> But I usually, before she was, before she entered this phase, I loved being a mom. I loved it. But it's this phase that has like brought out so many sides of me that I don't love. And so so I think for you to just, I mean, I know you can keep going about your. (laughs) No, I know. I could. I could talk about this. I I can tell. I'm I'm, I'm about to get, I'm about to get over. Are you landing the plane on this? I'm landing the the plane, I swear. Okay. So basically, last Wednesday, I had like my most defeated day. Uh huh. And then Wednesday night, I was like, this has to end. This has got to stop. I can't Taking I can't house. be this way. I can't keep thinking. It was all about me. Like, it wasn't like I was trying to fix her. I, I was like, I need to, like, work on me so that I'm not screaming yeah. at my kid. That's good. Like, and so I, like, sat down and I wrote down all of the things I'm thankful for for being a mom. Oh, and wow. all the things that got – I was like, okay, I need to, like, hone in on God. I need to respond how you – God would want me to respond to my kid when she's giving me or when she's just like having a hard time. And I bought a book, which I don't read. I don't know if anyone what you, knows what, this what about What book did you buy? I bought a book called Peaceful Parent, Happy Kids. Whoa. And I, I'm seriously, this I, is probably, it's like, it's like arrogance, self-absorbed, <laughs> probably those two big ones because I, w- I used to make fun of stuff like this I, and I th- now I'm like, I'll there's be honest, something to it. You're, I think you're all three. Because <laughs> <laughs> the aspect of the, the ambition, like you want this child I to be perfect to, and you want to yes. be able to. 
I wanted yeah. her to listen. I wanted her to mind. I wanted her to obey. But I wasn't like I was just trying to control her, and I wasn't oh, yeah. like trying to like teach her anything really. I was just like, "Are you kidding me? I just told you to pick up that trash on the floor, and you're just gonna walk away. Are you serious? Do you know who I am? Mm. I am your mama." I just asked you to pick that up. You better get back over. You better pick it up. And so I, yeah. So yes, the, all three of them probably, but yeah, the last few days, your sermon really hit home. Cause I was like, yeah, I have been responding out of like my own lack for so long, which is why I've been having such a hard time. Talk, wait, hold on. Your own lack, lack of. Lack of all, all of the things. I don't. My own lack of spiritual love, grace, mercy, yes, things. All, okay. all of the things. And um, it's like my tank has been empty. Hmm. And I've just kind of been like, oh, you know what? There actually are some childhood traumas that I might need to work through in regards to parenting so that I don't come like keep this cycle going of how my parent used to parent. Yeah, you know, out of their lack. Well, yeah, and all th- parents and we, and have we gone naturally that. have yeah. that tendency to repeat what we mm-hmm. were taught, mm-hmm. um, and so it is challenging. Yeah. I, these side, these really dark, angry signs came out of me, and I'm like, I don't like parenting. This. Does it? I did during did during the sermon was it emotional for you? Yeah, um, I was like excited, and I don't. know, This sounds like weird. Oh, I'm excited. Everyone's crying, but there <laughs> were a lot of people who were emotionally affected um, this yeah. Sunday, and I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out. You know what it was specifically, but I'm sure it's a lot of what you're wrestling with. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out, it came out in an abundance, and so I think the Lord was really doing something through mm-hmm. what Joseph was, was preaching on. So, Joseph, take us through. You know, we should be responding in prayer, but we respond in the flesh uh, out of arrogance, out of ambition, out of self-absorption. So, talk to us really the flow of the talk and uh, really what you you brought out of it. Man, the the first part of it was like just that part of feeling attacked by just people. Yeah. Uh, an aspect of when the world, it could be people, could be like just feeling like everything's caving in on you. It's like, how do I respond to this when I'm literally face to face with opposition? Uh, I lost my job, mm. spousal, just could be whatever it is. But I'm face to face with something, some type of conflict. How do I respond? Right. Uh, and naturally, for me personally, I, I brought up many different stories, but just the idea of somebody cussing me out mm-hmm. in the church, in his office, in front mm-hmm. of another mm-hmm. pastor, telling me I'm not good enough. How did I want to respond? I told everybody I wanted to slap the fire out of his mouth, is what I said. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and what can happen is. You would have broke his face. Probably, I would have not been stopped. In jail for I would have been locked up, <laughs> for real. Because, yeah, anyways. <laughs> You know, we're not going to resp- talk about how I wanted to respond. But that's what happens is in my mind and our minds, when you're not spending Don't enough. Don't make Joseph mad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see me when I'm mad. Hulk <laughs> smash. Uh, when, in, in, in our hearts, like if if you're not spending time with God, if you're not praying before beforehand and, and, and allowing yourself to prepare, because what happened was small scale, Moses was approached by his brother and his sister yep. uh, before this. And they came up to him, hey, did God really pick you? And I, I feel God prepared him for this right here. God had always been preparing him, but he had went through situations like this where it's like, I've had one, two people close to me in my inner circle come up against me. And 
I responded, I just prayed. God, what do you want me to do with this? How do you want me to handle this? And so him seeing 250 plus men come at him right in front of him, approach him, telling him, you don't deserve where you're at. And he, him knowing, I know, but I didn't put myself here. God did. And so understanding that God's placement for us was on purpose, understanding that uh, if God put us here, there's a reason for him putting us here. And so if God wanted you to be the mom, if God wants you to be a mom. So what does that mean? I have to do. I have to change some stuff. Chris brought mm -hmm. up like we parent like we, we were parented. And mm -hmm. so what can happen is that we through parenting, I think that's a good example of of responding in prayer. God reveals to us like, hey, this is some sin nature. This mm -hmm. is some sin in your life that you have and you didn't even know from mm -hmm. trauma in your past. I, I was a uh, just dealing. I didn't have a father in the household, and I was going to bring this up. I didn't bring it up in in the sermon, but I didn't have a father, and so I didn't know how to. Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't know how to uh, love my wife. You said you'd never been kissed by a grown man. You kind of made that joke, but yes. I don't know if it was like a a joke. Grown man or he wasn't if... related to is what he said. So I, I said, well, one sermon I said grown man not related, but then another sermon, I, the other one I oh, did okay. say just grown man. But yeah. I mean, honestly, like when you were a kid, like you never had like. A no, I didn't. And not even somebody. I had one uncle. <laughs> he kissed me on the forehead or something, but he ended up going to jail. That was so. <laughs> so that's that's that stopped. <laughs> like later on, that stopped. Like not because so. <laughs> No, I no, see no, how that but sounded. no, but he later <laughs> on. I went back. Yeah, I'm sorry. So he was my uncle. He he didn't go to jail because he was kissing me. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is not a laughing matter. All right, we take all sin no, seriously. No, I was here. just saying like that. That was the one uncle. He went to jail for something else. Oh, uh, but that was that was the one uncle that I had where he, I mean, he, he was loved affectionate. Yeah, yeah, he was affectionate. It's like he kissed my forehead, love you, nephew, and all that kind mm -hmm, of stuff. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, weird. My apologies. I was like, why are they laughing so hard at that? Uh, but I do. You, do you kiss J four? I do. Yeah, I do. I, I, I kiss. I kiss Austin. He's yeah. my oldest. He's and all the time. Yeah. yeah. And and I didn't have that growing up, but I don't. I'm like, man, I want to show my son love, and I want him to understand it's okay to be affectionate. Mm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up where around men didn't say I love you to other men, mm -hmm. mm. and then in adulthood, I tell men all the time, I love you, my brother. I tell Chris, I love you, brother. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Appreciate you. And, and you know, I'm like, that's okay to tell somebody. He's like, yes. You know, so. Yeah. So I, I really love what you, you brought out just some really excellent uh, points. Some, some things that really spoke to me. Um, I think I got, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys watch John Christ at all, and he does like the, oh, yeah. like the, the, you know, how many uh, mm's and ahas, uh and, and I, yeah. like I did my mm hmm counter. I think you got like twenty five mm on the. Uh, you said um, we want the crown without the sacrifice, or or something along. Oh, we want the status without. Yeah, the status without the sacrifice. That got a lot of feedback. What What did you mean by that? We so in the story you got Cora who is looking to be he wants to be the head he wants to be the leader uh and he's like yo like put me out in front and he wanted to be there but he didn't know what Moses had went through what he had experienced and I had brought up <laughs> I had brought up how Moses talked to to God face to face God said this is how I talked to him face to face and like everyone else dreams just different ways and so uh Cora wanted that spot and so I said he wanted to be there but he didn't understand the the shoes he was filling to mm -hmm, get to that mm -hmm. that point and oftentimes you look at someone you look at Pastor Chris and you say man I want what he does mm -hmm. I can do what he does mm -hmm. I want to be in that position but mm -hmm. then you don't know that there's a many a nights that he can't he has to leave because he has to go to the hospital or he's on a phone call with someone who's thinking about killing themselves mm -hmm. and uh these this isn't the the 
in between the six to five hours that he's just doing ministry. This is like off where he's supposed to be with his wife. He's supposed to be with his four mm-hmm. boys. And he gets that text message where, ah, I got to respond. Mm-hmm. I have to respond. Like, I can't just let this person, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've never heard this from this person. And so oftentimes we want the leadership. We want the, the fame. We want what people see, mm-hmm. not knowing that behind it, like, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And and so that status of, hey, let me p- put myself out front, but I don't know that there's work that I have to do. There's sacrifice that I have to do to get there. That, uh, man, I, I think that's powerful. I, I, like I said, I think everyone sort of was like moved by that. And I'm trying to figure out <clears throat> what the, because it was a sim- it was simple. It was like, pray, pray, pray. And I, that's why I think, I think the message was so powerful. It was really a one point message, pray, yeah. Your response is prayer. Your response is prayer. Your response is prayer. What are you guys doing? We should be praying. And do you think the, the emotional response, and maybe Kate, I'm, I'm putting this in your lap. Do you think the emotional response from Joseph's message was, is that they haven't been praying or that um, that they that they feel like and they've responded? So many interactions have gone awry because they did not respond rightly. And now there's this weird... Um, misfire in a relationship what do you think people's emotional because it was pow- it was palpable emotional mm-hmm. response uh to the message what do you think it was i think it just brought a lot up that maybe people weren't dealing with mm-hmm. and because i think sometimes what i realized was i was praying every day for patience mm-hmm. i was praying every day that mm-hmm. god would help me to be gentle, help me to not yell. Like I was, I was praying all of these things. And so I think a lot of times we, we can pray for what we think are the right things. What we think are what God wants to hear or God wants from us. But then God will reveal in however he chooses what he's actually trying to pull out of us. And so I think maybe your sermon reached deep down mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah, I think it did. And brought up things that God has been trying to reveal to them mm-hmm. and that they've been denying. Because now I've been like, not that you you pray the wrong thing, but are you praying God's will? Are you praying that God would reveal his, his heart yeah. to you? That's and good. so I have started praying for Ava specifically yeah. like it seems like a simple thing of course yeah. you pray for your kid but yeah we don't right right i love that i love how simple mm-hmm. yet and how practical uh, i think the message was and i think it really does get to i think if we would take our battles to the lord on the front end mm-hmm. yeah. it would relieve so much disaster on the mm-hmm. back end because we wouldn't create more friction by talking about it and like mm-hmm. all and assuming motives and like can you believe that this person said all that mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. as opposed to just go and let's just have it out anyway so i just yeah. thought it was really well done i thought you did a great thank job you. and i think that people really received it really really well which is um awesome I, we had a, a cool question that came in because you talked about hmm. how cora and uh moses were first cousins yeah uh and so the question that was brought up is should there be a priority of blood family First cousins, as in the as in the example of Moses and Cora, over church family. I thought that was an interesting uh, question. What do you think, Joseph? Simple answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So there should be a a, a a a priority to blood family over church family. And I and I say that in the sense of I'm not going to take care of 
Ava right before I take care of Kalia, my daughter. Right. Uh, so yes, there's that aspect of mm-hmm. if they're asking, "Hey, am I going to take care of my household, my family?" Then yeah, I take care of them first. Right. Uh, and I can you can reinforce that with scripture. Uh, in fact, it says reinforce these commands, talking about how widows should be taken care mm-hmm. of. You should take if you are related to a woman who is whose husband has passed away, you need to take her in your house, take care of her. Put her in the assisted living home, whatever, whatever the, you know, this, this obviously written before that happened, right? Uh, uh, reinforce these commands so they will be beyond reproach. But if someone, this is First Timothy 5, but if someone does not provide for his own, especially his own family, he has denied the faith and uh, is worse than an unbeliever. <clears throat> unbeliever. In fact, and so what the reference here, but if someone has not provided for his own relatives, especially his own family, he has denied the faith and is worse, worse than unbeliever. So that's 1 Timothy 5.8. So clearly there is a priority of blood over, because yeah. sp- you'd hope is that blood would be spiritual, but yeah. you get to live out the one another's within blood family. Uh, and then the reality is it should extend to um, your spiritual family. Yeah. The, the one thing I think can get complicated with that is, you know, you know who you know, Jesus said, who are my sister, my brother, like whenever his, his sister or sorry, his mo- mother and brothers were, were coming for him thinking he was crazy. And he's like, <clears throat> who are my, my mother, my brother, my sisters. It's he who, he who does the will of God. And so I think that's why it's always the, the challenge that you juxtapose those two verses against each other. And you're like, well, which one is it? Whenever God, your, your physical biological family is calling you to do something that's not of God's will, then that's when you distance yourself from your biological family, never at the same time, not providing for taking care of, um, financially and i think that's usually when you take care of the financials you end up taking it's not just financials but emotional spiritual mm-hmm. well-being as best as you can so there's just a, a priority there of um your physical family that god has entrusted you with given you placed you in and then beyond the church family which is he's also put yeah you. that's good yeah all right well i think that's going to wrap it up for uh this episode of pastor plex podcast so excited thank you joseph just for pastor joseph for an incredible message and an incredible movement uh, i felt the spirit of god was uh there Amen. this past sunday and i'm looking forward to uh, another week of incredible preaching all right so um yeah we will uh, if you have any questions don't forget to message us Text us at 737-231-0605. We would love to have your questions here. So, so long for now, and have an awesome week of worship.